the left went to places that we all know are goofy. They don't fucking know that much. So don't like make pronouncements like you have a monopoly on the truth. Why does that irritate you, Bill? Because I, I don't like lying. Like you say, we just, we don't want to pretend. Be a little fucking mysterious, <laughs> you know? Not everybody has to know your opinion on every fucking issue. Every kid you ever went to school with on Facebook, really? Just shut the fuck up. Everybody just shut the fuck up. Hey guys, Trigonometry needs your help. We took a big risk creating the show, and for us to keep doing the incredible work that you all love, we need your support. That's the only way we're going to stay independent and create content that you won't be able to find anywhere else. There is no other podcast where you'll hear interviews with Nigel Farage one week, and the next week you've got Aaron Bastani, the founder of left-wing show Navara Media, on the same platform. You know the mainstream media aren't honest. You know they've been caught lying again and again. You know they can't be trusted. The only way to change that is to make a stand and support independent content creators like Trigonometry to produce better and more honest content. We have big plans and we'll shortly be announcing exciting new shows and more terrific interviews with huge guests. That isn't going to happen without your help. When you support us, you also get incredible extra content such as extended interviews with none of those irritating adverts and they'll be released 24 hours early just for you. We'll have exclusive bonus interviews that only you get to hear. Click the link on the podcast description or find the link on your podcast listening app to join us. Support us and help change the way we have conversations and make the world saner. Bill, it's hey, great to see you again. Thanks, good to see you again. Uh, thank you so much for giving us your time. Listen, we'll get straight into it. I always think of you as, as kind of the classical Hollywood liberal. And in the last few years, it may be unfair characterization, but in the last few years, you were really broken with the orthodoxy here. You made a joke on your last uh, show when you first came back after writer strike, uh, kind of like about not having any friends in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, Only because he set me up for it, but yeah. it was perfect at that moment. Yeah, it was funny. Um, I mean, they left me. I didn't leave them. I mean, I, I'm I'm the same. That's the, what I'm always saying. Mm. It's like uh, the left went to places that we all know are goofy um. <laughs> you know and it's like i'm gonna i'm a comedian i'm gonna make fun of funny you know mm. if you do i mean obama was a scorched earth policy for comedy you know which was great he wasn't a buffoon <laughs> but <laughs> good I for the country bad for comedy yeah right but that's not the case now with you know i mean identity politics and Victim culture and cancel culture, um, hostility to free speech, these are all great targets and worthy targets. And I, you know, was always willing to, people, I think, don't remember how much I was always willing to go after it on the left, but there just was less of it. Clinton wasn't an idiot either. I mean, he was... They tried to get him out of office because of a blowjob. Whose side was I going to be on? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, it, you know, things changed. I mean, was it Jonathan Haidt? Is he the one who wrote the book? And he, his theory, I think he got it right. It was like 2015. It was like Gen Z ascends or something. And like we thought they were going to backlash to the millennials. 
<laughs> it just got like 10 times worse. But, it's like AI, it was exponential. <laughs> but the problem is, Bill, is that you look on comedy on TV and with a few exceptions, one in particular being your show, it's got really toothless. And, and that's a dangerous place. Well, to I've gotten into trouble talking about this subject before, so I'm gonna take a pass on this question. Fair enough. Because Fair. Uh, I'm friends with uh, some of these guys. I certainly am an admirer of some of these mm. guys and their talents. So, um, you know, I do think, I will just say your basic premise is correct <laughs> that there is one that doesn't look anything like the others, but that's partly also because I'm not a celebrity-driven show. I'm not having on sitcom stars and just, that's, you know, what I'm doing here <laughs> for Club Random more. No, we, I think we have great people here, but we don't necessarily talk politics. Mm. So they're doing, you know, broad vaudevillian shows. I'm doing a political show. I don't have, hardly ever have a, a celebrity I mean, show, show business people, yes, sometimes at the beginning of the show we'll have an iconic, you know, Rod Stewart, how are you going to say no to that or something? But it's, you know, that's, but most of the show is a panel with, I mean, you were on, and it's got to be people who are like super smart about what the fuck is going on in the world. That's not what the, that, those guys, so some of it is just built in. And then, you know, yeah, I mean, I have different takes on stuff and, um, you know, it's, it's, I tell you, there is a little too much like uniformity of opinion, premise, you know. And, and I think that's one of the main problems with society at the moment, Bill, is that it does seem to be a uniformity of opinion, both on the left and the right, where we just put ourselves into tribes. And don't and are scared because we're in tribes to actually go, hang on, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I may have told this story before, but like every year I look at writer's packets, mm -hmm. you know, like see who's out there. And it's like, like this last, the, the lack of diversity of point of view. I mean, it's one thing to write the punchline, but like, what is your point of view about a subject? So mm -hmm. I think what they had to do was write about the, you know, events of that week, see if they can write a monologue joke. And I think it was the week when uh, Maloney took over in Italy. Italy. Yeah. And it was like uniformly, she's a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I know she, the family has fascist roots. I mean, this came up somewhere in conversation. And I said, well, you know, if we go back, you know, the Democrats were the party of slavery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, like, everybody's got a past. Mm. So, I don't know. I said, I don't follow Italian politics closely. But I'm just not like, I'm just like, like off the get-go going to say, this lady's a fascist. It's all one-dimensional, isn't it? And that's what, like, every writer wrote based on the premise, like mm -hmm. she's a fascist. I was like, okay. Um, yeah, that, that kind of stuff, like, it just gets in the ether that this is, this is the opinion to have. And people are lazy. They don't really, you know, they want to seem knowledgeable but not really know anything. <laughs> Nobody wants to do the reading, you know what I mean? No. Everybody wants to be the college kid who turns up, <laughs> who knows what they're talking about, but no one wants to go and read I the mean, books. You, you see that nowhere more than what's, you know, Israel. Whenever that, now that the war is on, um, you know, they just do not understand the history of this conflict and, you know, that land. And so 
it's just screaming at each other over, you know, identity politics, tri it's tribalism. Just but there was another thing too, but which I think where a lot of people, you gained a lot of people's respect, not that you didn't have it already from mm. many people, but there were a lot of new people and you've talked about it recently about how there are conservatives now coming to see you live. Yeah, mixed audiences. Mixed, which is a great place to be. Great. But mm. the, I think part of the reason is that you really made a break with what people thought was your team over COVID. You really made a break with them. Absolutely. And other things, but you're right. Um, uh, I was very forthright. I didn't hold back with what I thought. I mean, I had already been ca cast as an anti-vaxxer, which, mm. you know, you, it's, it's almost impossible to, <laughs> to deny that because it's, it's very much like uh, the witch. If she floats, she's guilty, you know, mm. that thing. Like, if I deny, if I say I'm not an anti, well, that's what an anti-vaxxer <laughs> would say. It's just, these people, you can't argue with people like that. So, but, uh, no, my view has always been pretty much the same. I always made a theme on real time from the beginning, mm. 2003. I remember arguing with Howard Dean, who was a doctor in 2004, about medical, you know, just taking that position of just, I'm not all in with Western medicine, and I think there's a lot of corruption, and I think there's just a lot we don't know. Those are my two big ones. It's like, is there corruption? Yes, we just found out with the Sackler family, for example, the people who make... Uh, what was it, OxyContin, and hmm. I think they got fined $8 billion. I mean, that's, you know, we, so it's, we know they're capable of being corrupt, you know, <laughs> yeah. for purposely hooking people on their hillbilly heroin, you know. So we, we know they're capable of it. But even when they're not trying to be corrupt, I mean, I don't think they were trying to make a vaccine that then didn't prevent you from getting it. They, of course, wanted that to be the result. Mm -hmm. They came up with a vaccine, I think, that... Uh, is very appropriate for people who are not in good health. And probably if you have it, you, you would, your life was saved by something that could have killed you. But I don't fit that profile. Mm. So I shouldn't have had that. Yeah. I didn't. Was that why you spoke up about it? Because you just felt it was a one-size-fits-all solution? Correct. It's not mm. scientific. It's not even, it shouldn't even be a political issue. It should be a medical issue. It's just medical. All of this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've certainly lost <laughs> plenty of people, <laughs> but I, those kind of people were never really going to be completely happy with me, and they never were completely happy with me. You know, they didn't like me about religion stuff, you know? But, Bill, isn't the problem as well, and you've just alluded to it, actually, is you said politics got involved. Now, all three of us sitting COVID? here... Yeah, with COVID, yeah, yeah. but with everything. Oh. Politics gets involved now with everything. Yes. Every decision you make, you just see, like, a, a perfect example of this, Constant and I were in Amsterdam, and we saw, you know, one of these, you know, flamethrowers or flame jugglers, whatever it's called, and before he started his act... A street performer. A street performer, that's it. Before he started his act, he gave a five-minute political lecture <laughs> about the Dutch right-wing government, and I'm like... And then he started juggling balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You just That's go, like, even with someone like this, I still get politics rammed down my throat. I mean, that's right. the problem, isn't it? That is certainly one of the problems. It's uh, a theme also in my stand-up act now at the end when I'm uh, talking about how we, we can't go the Marjorie Taylor Greene, we need a national divorce route. We, can't, mm -hmm. we cannot get divorced, even if we want to. 
It's just not practical. It's stupid. So we have to learn to, yes, get along and just live side by side with assholes you can't stand. And, <laughs> you know, and part of that is just not always talking about politics. We, we never used to do that when, when I was a kid. Parents and saw their friend, saw them with their friends, and it was almost considered impolite. Yeah, politics and religion. Mm -hmm. So you didn't know that you hated this guy, <laughs> you know, right? You didn't, you know, he was just your neighbor, and you could, and you got, they got along great. And you know, don't share everything. Would be one of my big pieces of advice. Be a little fucking mysterious. <laughs> you know, not everybody has to know your opinion on every fucking issue. Every kid you ever went to school with on Facebook, really? They have to know what you think about ivermectin? <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Everybody just shut the fuck up about politics 24-7. And otherwise, we're always going to be this... Because is anybody ever convinced of anything? Yeah. I mean... Well, we can't, even, we can't even agree what men and women are anymore. So if we can't agree with that, mm. about that, then how are we going to agree on something like Israel, which is a very, very serious, complex issue. Well, you can tell the women from the men in my hut. <laughs> I don't know where you, I don't know what you're doing, man. <laughs> well, we're more that is not a, not a problem. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, that's, I mean, it's easy to say that's, of course we do, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's one of those issues that, to me, it's always, like, if we weren't crazy and completely political, like you say, and always partisan about everything, we could just agree, okay, some people are trans. So their, 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 their gender thoughts don't match with their gender equipment. Of course. And also some of it's trendy. But nobody wants to like get on that obviously true center position. I'm not saying it just because it's taking from both sides, because it's actually true. Mm. Some of it is trendy, and it's also a real thing that should be protected. Really, nobody could, like, run on that kind of shit. There's no nobody out there who could, like, fucking just take all the issues and kind of do that, the border, you know, like, yes, we need to just not have a one-size-fits-all and also, we're not going to bomb them. <laughs> it's like everyone just goes to what's nuttier. Isn't it weird? Like, it's either like trans women are women, doesn't matter if they have a penis. <laughs> or on the other hand, it's like women need to go back in the kitchen. Isn't there some kind of middle ground there? I, I just feel like we talk about these issues on this kind of show and all over the news and ever so much. Yeah. And it's just a very small, not that they shouldn't be respected, but it's just a very small, it's, it reminds me of Albert Brooks once said like, TV, it's like every show is about a private detective. If you look in the, you look in the phone book, yeah. there's, two, <laughs> there's only two real private detectives. I know what you mean. And I get frustrated talking about some of the stuff because a lot of it isn't that interesting. It really isn't. A lot of these things. You mean the, the, trans? the trans thing right. and all this other stuff? Because as you said, we all know what the fucking truth is, mm. right? And all of these political posturing positions are uh, are insane. However, 
I do think that, you know, the idea of truth is really important. Very. And so <laughs> what bothers me is people making me pretend right. that things that, that are right. blatantly false right. are not. Like the emperor's naked That's, and he's got his dick out. No, you said it very well, making me pretend. That's what, like, a lot of the people who watch shows like yours and mine mm -hmm. uh, like about what we do is it's just that protestation. We don't make me pretend. Like, there's just a lot of pretending because the far-left woke people are so intimidating. They're... Mm -hmm. they're they, They have crazy, stupid ideas about a lot of stuff, but they're really good at media, mm -hmm. and people are just intimidated that the mean girls of Twitter <laughs> will destroy you. So you can just be really out there with whatever you say, woke-wise, and even the people who know better will just, nah, let's gonna let that one pass. Too dangerous, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's how you get a lot of the stuff that, like you say, we just, we don't want to pretend. No. I, I mean, I don't want to pretend that, I mean, women uh, and men in sports are anything comparable. I mean, if, if the worst NBA team played the best WNBA <laughs> team, the score would be a million to zero. Yeah. That's no insult to women. It's just the way it is. It's, yeah. And to make me pretend... Why that, does that irritate you, Bill? Because I, I don't like lying. Well, see... I, I, just, don't, I just don't bullshit me. You can... I, I have tons of friends on both sides, even far woke, far Trump, whatever. Mm. As long as you're sincere, mm. but don't fucking lie to me. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, the other thing as well, Bill, that I, I feel it a lot is just fucking leave me alone. You know, we, and that I got that more than ever with COVID, where it just felt that it just, it was yeah. almost a reason for the government to stick their little finger into your life and also incentivize other people to do it as well. Well, I think, I think a lot of people in government and the medical community, it's, They sincerely believe they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, safetyism. They, they see safety, which is the short-term good of lockdowns and masks and mandates and all that kind of stuff. I mean, first of all, they may not be right about the efficacy of the vaccine, mm -hmm. but uh, as far as safety, they think they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But they're but they're in the system, you know. It's just it's that kind of thing where, do you really know you're you slowly just fall into the group think of, okay, this is how we handle the problem, mm -hmm. lockdown, vaccine, um, not that vaccines, you know, are, are, are to me a, a tool that I'm very glad we have, but I should get to pick whether I want or not based on the pathogen and my situation, and there could be something that comes along where I would be the first online. Yeah. Vaccines generally work, yeah. mm. you know. I, I, Bill, I want to come back to this conversation about lying because it's inter interesting to me. I really respect your work. As, uh, mm. One of the reasons is I've always been more interested in satire than comedy. 
And you, at your best, I think, are satirical in that you are talking about political issues. You're making fun of both sides very often. Uh, and I think that really is the job of people like you is is to to point out where the the, the hypocrisies are, where the lack yeah. of truth is, etc. But not many people are now doing that with comedy, it feels like. Well, they do it on one side, they, but they, they pause when it comes down to saying something that's going to make their completely liberal audience disapprove. Mm. You know, they take the path of least resistance when it comes to stuff on the left that is worthy of making fun of because the audience doesn't want to hear that. Um, or they really believe it. I mean, I, but they, it's more by omission, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, they'll do Biden jokes about his age or something mm. like that, which is fairly anodyne, but you never really um, are in question about what the take, you know, what the, the point of view is. That's the that's the that's the point. But the point of view, yeah, it's so important, and it's so important that the point of view is not boring. That the point of view is not the same as everybody mm. else's point of view. My, my friend calls it "let me guess politics." <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. It's you know? brilliant, and it let me guess, yeah. and and it's always, and um, I'm not ever let me guess. It's yeah. so uninteresting, isn't yeah. it? And they just won't. Like I remember there was this. Um, about two years ago, a shooter, some nut, mass mm. shooting in, I think, Atlanta, and he he killed a bunch of Asian people because mm. they ran massage parlors. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this case? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I read the stories, and it was clear by the end of the week, and I said on the air, it, it's not what the media is saying, that it was. he wasn't mad at Asians. He was mad at people who were jerking him off. <laughs> he was a Christian. Everybody in his life said it. The FBI said it. And the other people would not move off this narrative. Hmm. And that's the difference between truth and narrative. It's like the narrative is, you know, it's part of this giant anti-Asian crime wave. <laughs> um, and I'm sure there are horrific crimes that are you know, committed against Asians as they are against other peoples, and we should stop them all. But this was not one of them. Mm. <laughs> they just, you know, they just shoved this fucking thing, you know, <laughs> hold it, just fit a, get in there, you know, get the fuck, and it's like closing a suitcase, and they get, and I, I hate that shit. I think we all do, because... What it puts us in, Bill, is in a really dangerous position where we stop believing what we've been told in the news and newspapers. And once that happens, you, you're in a, like I said, you're in a really dangerous situation because people go, this is all fake, this is all fake. So when the next pandemic comes along, for example, as it will do, or there's some other type of emergency, you're just going to get whole swathes of people going, I don't believe any of this. Well, the CDC has already lost a lot of credibility. I mean, they, I think they all did when, you know, people lived through it. So they remember, oh, yeah, I remember washing the mail for six months for no fucking reason. <laughs> you know, washing the mail, really? Mm -hmm. So, again, my big theme, 
they don't fucking know that much. Mm. So don't like make pronouncements like you have a monopoly on the truth. It's, it's so anti-science that people are like, follow this science. <laughs> can be so anti-science. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. That's it's, so true. And Bill, did you see this coming? Because I remember all COVID. Uh, no, not no. COVID. <laughs> well, I did Mate, not. he was there. He was there in he was China. There in the lab. Just I did <laughs> yeah. not see it coming. No, I don't mean this. I mean the culture. I mean where we are now as a society. No, because. But I do remember your stand-up from way back when talking about how we now prioritize feelings over truth yes, and all right. of this stuff. No, I mean, my first show was called Politically Incorrect. Right. Yeah. That was 30 years ago. Right. Yeah. I definitely recognized it as political correctness, which mm. I always, I was asked a lot because I named the show that. It was like, what does that mean to you? You know, the elevation of sensitivity over truth, I think, was one of my big answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just the opposite of you know, when someone is political, it means they're full of shit, usually. <laughs> yeah. you know? I was very political about it. Politically incorrect, was, let's just say what it is. So I did see that it was a problem 30 years ago. Yeah. It but just it, got worse. But, I mean, I tried to... Put a stake in its heart, and obviously, especially with the internet, yeah. but yeah. also the generations. I mean, we just keep making each generation is more fragile. Yeah. If you can believe it, they said that about my generation. Yeah. Yep. From the World War II, people were like these boomer kids are, are so spoiled. Why they? We don't have. We don't even beat them every night. You know. When I think of like how idyllic I think my childhood was, but also like so different than kids today and yeah. not coddled nearly as much. No, but you know what I was thinking about political correctness 30 years ago, it wasn't really the same people doing it. Like my heroes growing up, it was George Carlin and Bill Hicks and these people would, and you were also talking about religion because yeah. it was the Christian right, mm -hmm. right who wanted to shut people like you down. Oh yeah, they wanted you not to be able to joke about religion. No, that, that's and and now it isn't them really leading the charge. I know they exist. I know they're out there. I know they don't mm. like you joking about religion, but they're not the driving force behind political correctness in 2023. Would you? Agree no, with that? of course. That's an, again, you're, that's my. Fucking defense when people are like, oh, you've changed. No, they changed. Mm. Mm. Like, I could, every issue I could do that with. We're like, mm. this is old school liberal and this is woke. Like, I noticed we uh, have completely given up on the idea <laughs> that the thing to do if you're overweight is diet and exercise, <laughs> which was like bedrock. I mean, it was mm. Michelle Obama. Yeah. Michelle Obama was, we loved her for that. She took the perfect message, first lady. Now that's like, I mean, you never read in the New York Times that, like the, no, 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 it's just a fact that we don't, we don't know really why. <laughs> I mean, they, mm. they, they're kind of on that page, but we have Ozempic, you know, and, you know, once again, it's a pharmaceutical solution. I'm not saying that's a giant conspiracy. Hmm. I'm saying drug makers, are not in the business of healing humanity. They're in the business of selling drugs. They do it by healing humanity a lot. I mean, I'm I'm glad we have pharmaceutical companies. I mean, you know, we need their shit sometimes, and they've done a lot of great things. But they want to sell drugs. Do you think? Part, <laughs> so, part, yeah, it's you know, true. They're gonna, if they have one that can 
make you lose weight, they'll sell it to you. And they're not, are they sure about side effects or what the real health repercussions? I think we were kind of like, eh. <laughs> I mean, they don't know why it works. You know that? No. They have no idea how, why it works. They know that it works, not why, not oh. a clue. So wouldn't that give you pause? It would do, yeah. Okay, so again, like, this is where liberalism was 10 years ago, and this is where it is now. Bill, do you think sometimes the problem is, is every time that we come to America, it's... Uh, That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that is a problem. Every it's time we come, come to America, America the, yeah. right. But it's a, it's a culture built around consumerism and ease, making everything as easy as possible and comfort. So is yours. Yeah. I'm not, well, have you ever experienced our customer service? <laughs> it's not about comfort. But do you see what I mean? About England? No, about the oh. US. It's that <laughs> everything is about making things as easy as possible. And if you do yeah, that... Yeah, but I think that's a lot of countries now. Yeah. Because, I mean, England became America. Yeah, we yeah. import your country. I mean, I remember being in England the <clears throat> first time <clears throat> in the 80s. And it was very different. Yeah. <laughs> very different. How so? Well, first of all, London was like all white. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You know, so can we just celebrate that victory that we made a place more diverse and not, you know, <laughs> you never get a pat on the back. No. The people who like achieve, I feel like, in that area. There's only like, there's more to do. Of course there's more to do. <laughs> but can we just get a little... Hey, I think I, I think I read in Andrew Sullivan's <laughs> column like London went from like thirty six percent to like eighty six percent people of color or something like that. No, maybe that's too mm. hard. But some, it's something it's majority like, minority, like a fifty yeah. like a fifty yeah. point yeah. swing, fifty points yeah. in two generations, three generations. Mm. Okay, that's progress. I, I'm not a bad person to like clap for progress. Yeah. But but that is but that is an issue. That is a real issue, Bill. When people because people never want to admit how when things are going well, and if you only start going, oh, everything's terrible, then well, you start convincing everybody else that everything's terrible when it's not. I, I mean, you say people. I feel like this is something that divides the two parties. Mm. I feel like Republicans are too like peppy about America. Mm. Mm and very sentimental about America mm. um, and think things are better, you know, like racially. I think they're, they're racial, they're, 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 they're in denial about racism, which is still a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the left is like over-exaggerating it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they're so down on America. And it's, by the way, something immigrants don't like about the left. I, I like, hate that about them. Right, I, know, I know you do. <laughs> with a you People who work so hard to get here, and then mm. all you do is hear what a shithole it is. <laughs> and also, it's just, again, factually wrong. Because yeah. we, we, we can know what's going on in other countries. And again, these people who do not know things like this, but it does not in the least deter them from tweeting and talking and saying things. And I mean, I've seen these funny videos where they, you know, men on the street with, you know, 20 year old kids and like, I'd like to live anywhere but here. <coughs> really? What do you know about Somalia? <laughs> what do you know about uh, Karachi, Pakistan? Is that, is, would that, uh, you know, I mean, uh, 
I see this porn star is uh, was be very pro Palestine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, try practicing porn in Gaza. Mm. Would be my have you got queers for Palestine? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Brilliant. Was yeah. that on a T-shirt? It was. A, it was a flag. There were. There was a bunch of people right. holding up a flag saying "Queers for Palestine." I think I've seen that on a T-shirt. Yeah. And uh, yeah, try walking down the street with that. Mm. In uh, I could name a lot of places in the yeah. world. Do you think we're victims of our own success in the West? Yeah. So comfortable. Exactly. So wealthy. That's so, what it is. So genuine. I mean, Francis makes his point. Absolutely. Always. It's a great point. The, the biggest privilege any of us enjoys first world privilege. That's the privilege. Yeah, I say very similar things about the, the, the people who just go on and on about privilege um, don't realize that they're always being propped up by the privilege of being impractical, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> loose thinking, mm. and you're just like head in the clouds, which is a great privilege to be. Right. Yeah. But that's ironic. It yeah. is. We'll be back with our guest in a minute. But first, we want to take a moment to talk about our partners, GiveSendGo. GiveSendGo is a leading crowdfunding website where thousands of people around the world raise funds for business ventures, medical expenses, personal needs, nonprofits, churches, and funeral costs. On GiveSendGo, you can raise money for whatever you need. We've met the people at GiveSendGo, and we can tell you that they're absolutely aligned with trigonometry on our approach to free speech. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk, unlike other big tech companies. They, like us, believe that with openness and honesty, we'll create more understanding and ultimately more harmony in the world. Give, Send, Go is absolutely free to use. With other crowdfunding sites, you'll pay between 5 and 10% of the money you raise. Give, Send, Go charge no money at all to use their platform. They believe you should be able to keep all the money you raise. On Give, Send, Go you can choose to raise funds for short or long-term campaigns, whether you're in the USA, UK, Australia, or anywhere in the world. Give, Send, Go supports freedom of speech. They won't cave to the mob, and that's why we are proud to partner with them. Starting a campaign on Give, Send, Go is easy and intuitive. Go to givesendgo.com today, start raising money for whatever's important to you, and support the people who support freedom. Now... Back to the interview. Do, are you hopeful for America, Bill? Well, <laughs> I ain't going anywhere, so yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I am. Not. What about Mogadishu? I am amazed a little bit. <laughs> I am amazed a little bit that we take. Man, this country, we we take a licking and we <laughs> keep. Kill me. We keep on fucking ticking. <laughs> yeah. Really. We keep, we keep on ticking. I mean, yep. I thought the pandemic with that kind of spending and keeping people home would take us down. No, Trump. I can't believe we survived Trump. <laughs> Are you guys Trumpers? No. Nope. Nope. No. Okay. However, I will ask you this because it's interesting to me. I did not like him. His personality is obnoxious. I didn't like it. Among other things, yes. But this is what I want to ask you, right? Because I don't know too much enough about American politics to say whether his policies were good. For really? Me. I don't, honestly. Oh, please. I don't. What do you, Just, why are you suddenly pleading ignorance on this? You, this is what you do. No, hold on. Well, let's break it down, right? So was his policy on the border better or worse than Joe Biden? 
Looks like it's the same now. Right. Biden's building the wall. At least he was trying, right? I mean, Biden's just letting people in like crazy. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I never thought a wall was a terribly practical <laughs> solution because people have thought of it before, and there's just a lot of like things you obviously he couldn't get through. Obviously, he couldn't get it through. So that's how hard it is. You know, it's private land, or you just can't build a unporous border. <laughs> Look, if the Republicans were serious about wanting to stop immigration, what they would do is they would crack down on the hiring. But they don't want to because they want the cheap labor. So they want to pretend that they are stopping people from coming in and they don't like people coming in, but they like it. Drives down wages <coughs> and they could do that. You could you could crack down on that end of it. Okay. But that doesn't happen. Nobody's okay. going through the kitchen and yelling, immigration! <laughs> From my perspective, it doesn't seem like Biden is better than Trump on that. When I look at the international situation, I mean, the, the American respect for America is breaking down around the world. That's why you see all these conflicts. Now they say that every year. <clears throat> well, we see I mean, more conflicts every year. Are you kidding? We're fucking kicking ass. We came back better from the pandemic economically <coughs> than any other big boy country. Mm. I don't know how we do it, but what if you look at like the stock market from like 1990 to now, like if you had your money in American yeah. stocks, like three, four times well, better economics. than anywhere else. I'm talking about no, no, but it matters. I mean, no, of course it matters. You know, yeah. no, you're right. I mean, the dollar mm -hmm. is nobody's really <coughs> even pretending that they could like replace the dollar or would want to. <clears throat> I mean, with our kind of debt, I mean, I mean, at, at some point, is some of this going to come crashing down? It absolutely could. But <laughs> I don't know. Like we just keep on ticking. I just I I, I I I'm I'm surprised that with all the shit going on. But America's a great country. But what I'm trying to get out of it, <laughs> it is it is a great country. No, I'm not Mr. Ra Ra. I'm just saying hey. these are the facts. The biggest like five biggest tech companies yeah. in the world, I think, are all American. Of I mean, yeah, yeah, now yeah. China has a. a Um, uh, you know, some things that we don't, but our military is still like, there's nobody even close. I'm, I couldn't agree yeah, with you more. I'm just saying, so. Mm. I'm Team America. I yeah. am. No, this isn't about bragging about America. This is just factually like where we mm -hmm. are. Let's not be, 100%. let's not have the wrong idea in our head about where our exact place in the world is. Um, we're, we're, we're taking on water, but for some reason we're not sinking. I'm just trying to get to the question, which is, you said something, which is very interesting to me. You're a smart guy, you're a nuanced thinker, but you said we survived Trump, and that surprised me. Totally. What is it Are about... Are you kidding? So, so give people... Because he's crazy, first of all. He's stupid and he's crazy. Is I always he make stupid, these... Bill? So... He can't be He thought stupid. Frederick Douglass was alive. Are you kidding? He, yes, he's stupid. He has a, a Hitlerian uh, ability to move crowds. Okay. Often, yeah. often with the same sort of thoughts about you're cheated and the, the soil and you know, <laughs> all this shit. Obviously, he never went where Hitler went. He's, I'm not comparing him with Hitler in that way, but just as a insane, but that also made him genius politician mm -hmm. okay. who can move people and just owns fucking people, just mm -hmm. like owns them. Mm -hmm. And that's his talent. But is he stupid? Yes. And he's fucking crazy. But but aren't those two things in Congress so that you've just that he, said that yeah. he's a politician of genius and he's stupid? Politician, yeah, of genius. 
But Polit- he, yes. But, but yeah, but that's that, the only genius he is. Politically, he's a genius. Yeah. Politi- because he doesn't even think about it. It just comes out of his id. And that works for people. Mm. They, mm. Even though he's the most full of shit guy, he also is like the most honest. Mm-hmm. Like when he says shithole countries, like lots of immigrants are like, yeah, that's exactly where I came from. Why do you think I fucking walked a thousand miles to get here? <laughs> because I was in a shithole. And this guy doesn't mince words. And because he almost, yeah, he can't help himself. He, he reveals himself. That's, it's, it's insanity photographs, what can I tell you? So he's, he's mesmerizing to the media too. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets all that coverage. But yes, am I surprised we survived a... And we really haven't yet, because he mm-hmm. still hasn't conceded that election. Well, that's why I'm yeah. asking. Just the, just the idea of a guy who doesn't concede elections, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. You guys should, like, stop worrying about all these other little... That's it. That's the ball game. If the guy doesn't concede elections... Did Hillary concede elections? Yeah, of course Hillary conceded. She said she can... he's an illegitimate president. When did she say that? She said that in 2016. She said he knows he is an illegitimate president. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. And so I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day. And history will probably sort it all out. So, of course, he's obsessed with me. And... I believe that it's a guilty conscience in so much as he has a conscience. After the election. Yeah. Mm. Russia collusion, what was that if not denying the election? They made up a story, which was a hoax. Well, it wasn't a hoax. Yeah, it was. It wasn't true. What wasn't true? What part the of Russia it? collusion? The idea that there the, was collusion with the, Russia. The, uh, the idea there that was the, absolute collusion did, with Russia. Is that why he won the election, do you think? Partly. It was a very close election. Uh, yeah, you don't think Russia could sway, like, what, 77,000 votes in three states? Of course they could. And I, they did. Par- partly through social media, partly for their propaganda there and what they were trying to do there, which was very successful, cost about $100,000. And then, I mean, Trump's campaign manager was trading campaign data with a GRE, uh, GRU. Oh, I think what Trump was saying is so, completely wrong. I agree. Mm. But, but, <laughs> there was but the Democrats also denied the election in 2016. They did. I, okay, I mean, maybe one time Hillary said something like that. She does, you ask her today, this is not an issue for the Democrats. Mm. You're making a ridiculously false... You think? Con- comparison, of course. Democrats are not the ones who deny elections. Hillary got up there in her fucking purple suit and said, um, we lost. Al Gore did it, took one for the fucking team Agreed. in 2000. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's, it's just a ridiculous false con- uh, comparison. Analogy. False comparison. Mm. Yeah. If you value honesty, integrity, and diversity, all things that are increasingly lacking in established media, then consider supporting us at Trigonometry. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended interviews, plus exclusive content. Click the membership link on the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us. Okay. Yeah. So, 
looking at but looking at Trump, and let's look at on a global scale, like we were talking about before. If you look at what with Biden when he's come to power, there has been the Russian invasion of Ukraine. There has been the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. And you've also as well got, Bill, now this situation flaring up. And some people would say the argument that they put forward is this is all happening because Biden is a weak leader. People have seen that and are using that opportunity to then pursue their own ends. Well, you know, whenever I hear something like um, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, mm. it's just like, oh, right wing talking point. Not that it's not true. Mm -hmm. It is true, but it's like, really give a shit. I mean, should they have handled it better? Absolutely. I'm not sure America ever handles anything well. <laughs> We're just a fuck up country now in a lot of ways. I'm mm -hmm. ju I just, I don't know if any president under any conditions, but this one finally said, let's get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. This is a crazy thing to be here forever. Mm -hmm. We're here 20 years, we just gotta go. I mean, it, it's probably gonna be shitty no matter how we do it. No, you know, with, if Mitt Romney was president, would it have gone better? Yeah, but it would. Because <laughs> Mitt Romney was like much more of a detail, you know, he tried to cast himself as a conservative, real hard right guy when he ran. He was a manager of detail. He was a Mormon, couldn't be a nicer guy. Could he have, yeah, he might have been the guy who like stayed up looking over the plans and the data at <laughs> four in the morning, you know, Clinton was that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, people who really like government want to make it work well. Mm. Biden's not that guy. Yeah. He didn't do that with Afghanistan. But it's like, ugh, you know, just so reflexive. Here's something we can hate about this guy who we want to talk bad about. I'm not on that page. That's a little too, like, just one-sided for me. He... You know, do I love everything with Joe Biden? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I just, last week I called for him to not run again. Ruth Bader Biden, I would call. <laughs> um, you think he's too old? I think the country does, and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he will not win. He'll look terrible in the debates, and Trump will win, and that will be a disaster. And there should be no discussion after he does not concede elections. Mm. Not, I mean, yes, Stacey mm -hmm. Abrams also said something about, I mean, this is like, yes, you can always make some case on the other side. It has nothing to do with a guy who was president, mm -hmm. never advertised he was never gonna concede an election. Didn't, still doesn't, will do it again. That's, Nothing is, nothing is on that level. If, you, yeah. if that yeah. is where you are, I don't care what his fucking policy yeah. on Turkmenistan I hear, is. I hear, yeah. I hear. You're, you're just qualified. Look, democracy relies on losers' consent. Correct. It's what we have over the other countries, mm. that so many other countries in the world can't get that one thing right. Yeah. Like, they, the, the, you know, the old Soviet days used to always see, like, they would check like who was standing closest to the coffin, <laughs> you know, like, and that was usually the guy who knocked off the guy before him and, or who was gonna be next. And, you know, it wasn't done through a system. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, who's just gonna like, it was Survivor. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then it was, oh, Brezhnev, okay. And yeah. then he got to be, and then, yeah. that's not the way we did it. And this guy wants to bring that to here.
Yeah, that doesn't but, work. Do you think one of the distinctions as well is what happened on January the 6th, right? Because whatever the Democrats may have said, that never happened. That you, it was just a different level, you know, physical, people physically right. going into the Capitol. And, and I, I mean, it's not what Trump said on that day. It wasn't like he got up there and said, go and take over the Capitol. Kind of. <laughs> not totally. It was that up until that moment, he still hadn't conceded. Yeah. 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 It was the whole, it's not one moment. Mm, it yes, was like his whole view that he was telling his people that this, and, you know, when you do this against what Republican vote counters were telling him, Jeez. I mean, that's bending over backwards. Yeah. Even the Republicans told him, his own people, mm. yeah. and the, the decent people who are Republicans in many states, all these states were lawsuits were, you know, Lots of, this was laughed out of court like 60 times or something. And they still tried to peddle that bullet. That is just unacceptable. Don't, don't come to me with like, and Trump did this. No. That's, fa that's fair enough, Bill. And do you think in 2024, do you think he's going to, do you think he's going to win the nomination? Do you think he's going to go the whole well, that's, way? That's, <laughs> there's no doubt he'll be the nominee. <laughs> And he very well could, could win. Mm. And then we would be, I believe, governed by him under house arrest at Mar-a-Lago. That's probably where he will be. And he will, he will run the country from Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> they will never put him in jail, but he will be convicted, at least in one of these trials. And then he will be... I mean, you know, it'll be like in Goodfellas where they smuggle in a salami. He's got Cooking wine. The tomato, yeah. tomatoes. No, they're wearing yeah. tracksuits. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be some Jeffrey Epstein jail cell. This, no, he'll probably be house arrest at Mar-a-Lago. That is where the, I mean, that's the final. And then I, AI takes over network. I don't, I honestly, with AI, don't think we'll, we'll make it through the decade. You've been reading about that. I got uh, Tristan Harris on Real yeah, Time Friday, and, yeah. and we're going to talk about it. And I have been reading about it, and uh, it's super frightening. But yeah, I got to go back to my day job. Bill, Bill what a so pleasure. Much. It's been I, great. Such a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate you guys thank you. Yeah. coming in. I love what you do. I feel like uh, this stern talking to tonight was well in order. <laughs> I hope to see it reflected in your show in the future. All right, best of luck, boys. Thanks, Bill. Before you go, consider joining our exclusive member feed. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended interviews. Click the membership link in the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us.